Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Garcia, and I'm joined by co-host Kelvin Rolone. If you are new to the show, we are the podcast that brings you the latest gaming news. But before we get onto the news today, Kelvin, how was your week? Tell me about it. Um, It was uneventful. I feel like it, I really didn't do much. <laughs> I was just kind of working and coming home and taking care of the baby and just normal dad shit, basically. But for the most part, it's been pretty calm. What about you? Uh, just work, honestly. Just trying to get through this winter. I hate this period of winter because I'm just waiting for it to to get warm because I feel like I'm in hibernation mode right now. Yeah, you we're know, like, getting wanna... there. We're like kind of like in that kind of like that sweet spot of like it's getting closer to spring, right? Right. So, um, but the good thing is that there is a game coming out tomorrow, and I can't wait. What game is that, Kelf? Pokemon Arceus. So it's funny how you say that now because we were very skeptical about the game of even just a few weeks back. So how the tides have turned. Yeah, I I think the fact that everyone's reviewing it and saying, well, we're going to talk about it, but like everyone basically saying good things about it, um, yeah. which it's actually a good segue into our first topic. Pokemon Arceus reviews are pouring in. So, the embargo for Pokemon Legends Arceus has been lifted, and many are praising this game as the best Pokemon game in years. Before we get to what people are saying about the game, the game's marketing campaign has been less than stellar. Would you agree, Kelf? 100%. Yeah. Early trailers of the games of the game have shown technical issues, choppy frame rates, and open world being bare bones. Even now, trailers don't give a precise indicator on what to expect. Well, now that people got their hands on it, looks like everyone was pleasantly surprised. So just for reference, here's some reviews from from the game so far. From GameStop, some of the new ideas in RCs have rough edges, and it's slow to start before you get access to many environments and mounts. This is an awkward first step, and it was a big adjustment for me, a long-time fan of the series to make. Once Pokemon Legends Arceus finds its stride, though, it's the most daring and inventive the series has been in years, breaking apart the the straight core and creating something new and exciting from its pieces. Another one, VGC. Pokemon Legends Arceus is a breath of fresh air. The series has needed for so long. It may have not been apparent from the trailers, but this is one of the most entertaining, engaging, engrossing games in the entire history of the Pokemon series. And it's highly recommended to both longtime fans and complete newcomers. So, just off of that, Kelv, what do you think? I'm generally impressed and just generally happy that this game has completely done like a, a 180 with like the eyes of the media and the eyes of the general public. Because this game, like we talked about just now, how even in the beginning, like the first trailer that we saw about this game, we were very, I think, impressed of more so of the idea of Pokemon becoming this open world game, right? But we still saw it very, like, as far as the technical issues, there were a lot of technical issues, right? It was very, very early on in the game, um, in, this, in the, you know, in the making of the game. So I I saw the, the issues there, but I was like, you know what? It's it's Game Freak. Like, I'm sure they'll fix it. I was more of excited of the idea of how Pokemon's actually evolving, right? And, but that was it. After that first trailer, everything else after that, I was like, Okay, like, 
what is this game? Like, what are we going to do in this game? I'm not, they're not really giving you a clear, concise um, structure of like what you're actually doing in this game. And that was my biggest critique as far as that. And on top of the game kind of looking kind of washy, washed out sort of, right? Because the graphics don't look that great. So I was very skeptical going into this. I was like, I don't know, man, this game might not be that great, but I, I was still hopeful. And here we are, like the day before the game launches, and everyone's giving it praise. Everyone's giving it like great reviews, saying it's the, one of the best Pokemon games in years. Like, what a complete turnaround! I'm so excited. Yeah, some of the trailers that we've seen, the game looks like it's still in beta. I think mm. that's why people are just like, "What? How? How is this game like the best game, the best Pokemon game?" It's bewildering. And just to put it to perspective, these are some of the other. Uh, places where they ranked Pokemon Arceus or, or reviewed it. VGC gave it a 10 out of 10. Telegraph gave it a 10 out of 10. Nintendo Life gave it a 9 out of 10. Geek Culture, 9 out of 10. CG Magazine, 9 out of 10. Games Radar, 9 out of 10. NWR, 9 out of 10. Screen Rant, 9 out of 10. Game Informer, 8.75 out of 10. That's weird. Um, Press Star, 8 out of 10. GameSpot, 8 out of 10. Shaq News, 8 out of 10. So... Did Game Freak deliver, Kelv? It looks like it, right? I mean, everyone's giving it great reviews. And from what I'm hearing, I think it obviously has its issues, right? But they do so much to push forward the Pokemon genre, the Pokemon game itself, that that is what longtime fans and just casual fans like myself have been wanting for years for this game to actually push just slightly, just a little bit of the comfort zone of their previous games, previous installments, right? And I think that's why everyone is really praising this game because it's actually changing things up a little bit. Not too much. I think what they do is little quality of life fixes too that I've read where um, you don't have to evolve your Pokemon when it tells you to, right? This is something that you can do whenever you feel like it. It doesn't kind of, it, it doesn't stop you from the gameplay part of it, which is nice, right. right? You can do things at your own pace and it doesn't hold your hand as much as the previous game. So that was something that we were always talking about always mentioning how easy this game is how how like how, how much they hold your hand in this game and it's something that they seem to be have seem to have fixed and i'm just glad that they they're trimming the fat in a lot of those things right they kind of got rid of the true you know you, you you you're in the small town you go get the gym leaders you get your starter pokemon you still do that stuff in a sense but it's changed where they want you to go hey you're not a, you're not a trainer in a sense. You're one of the first trainers. There's no gym battles. Like it's not that formula. They don't it's exist. Go, yeah. Go in the world and capture as many Pokemon as possible. Which at its core, that's what Pokemon is it's about: catching them right. all. Right. Right. And I think it's going to take a lot of uh, what's the freaking Monster Hunter vibes. That's what right. I'm getting from it. Is and I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's a mix between Monster Hunter and Breath of the Wild, which is really amazing from what I hear. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, again, this looks like it's going to be the closest we can get to a actual Pokemon game that we've been wanting since, like, the, the 64 days, right? Like, when we were playing Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium 2 was kind of, like, closer to that, I feel like, right? Because we did have that story mode in Pokemon Stadium 2 where we were kind of playing, um, like, the, the handheld version of those games, but not really because they started adding, like, these dark pokemon into the mix i don't know if you remember oh the, that's the pokemon coliseum coliseum that's right yeah sorry about that yeah, you were doing that coliseum. was probably the closest we've gotten from like a true pokemon like 
game, right? Like a open right. world game like that. Um, but this kind of meets that boundary and kind of pushes that boundary a little bit more. And this is probably the closest now that we can get to a open world Pokemon game. And as long as it lets you just capture Pokemon and collect Pokemon and just kind of do your own thing, that's really what, like you said, that's the core of Pokemon. And I feel like that is what they're really staring at. And again, adding those quality of life touches to it really seems like it is doing everything that fans have wanted for this game. So I'm right. super happy about them doing this and I'm, I can't wait to see I can't get I can't wait to get my hands on it tomorrow like I, I actually am excited to play this game oh yeah it's gonna be pre-downloaded onto my switch I'm gonna wake up play try and try and get some play time in there and this weekend's mostly gonna be dedicated to just playing mostly Arceus honestly it's it's I'm excited yeah but Kel enough about Arceus we're gonna talk more Pokemon later on our actually PTG talks so let's move on to the next piece of news here. PS3 backwards compa- compatibility might be coming to PS5. Huh. This past week on the PlayStation Network, PS4 games were showing up as PS3 games. The PS5 trophy progress is showing up as zero for these games. So I don't know if you can see the doc here, Kelv. But there's this screenshot of someone on PS5 where it's showing the games as PS3 games with the trophy progress at zero. Hmm. There are reports speculating that Sony is going to make PlayStation 5 backwards compatible with PS3 or at least have the PS3 catalog completely on uh, the PS5. The glitch is now fixed. But it's kind of a weird glitch, if you think. With all the rumors swimming around about PS3 and backwards compatibility coming coming to Sony, what do you think? Of, what do you make of this glitch? Do you think it's something that we should just blow over and it's, it's just a glitch, or do you think there there's something behind it where we actually might get this backwards compatibility for PS3? I, I honestly, I think um, there, people are just so anxious to see what Sony has up their sleeves with the whole Activision um, Blizzard Activision acquisition that anything kind of strikes them as like a news a headline or something right and in my opinion this is just nothing more than a glitch i don't think this means anything i don't think this is anything to do with sony doing anything in the background um it's it's just like a weird glitch i think in my opinion um so you're telling me that guns of the patriots is not coming out for ps5 i don't think so i I, as much as i would love that i don't think so okay 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 you're telling me Resistance Fall of Man is not coming to PSN. I mean, at, to to a certain degree, at some point, they probably will, right? I mean, again, this probably goes back to the talk that we had last week about Game Pass and how Sony's trying to, you know, have their own spin on Game Pass. I can, I can definitely see them doing that if they make their own Game Pass and kind of add a bunch of their old games into it. Like, sure, that would be fantastic having... Uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid and Resistance Fall of Man, like those will be fantastic games. But like I said last week too, this is not going to be the core of what they need to do. This is not the answer. Just kind of um, bringing PS3 games into the PS5 ecosystem and then just kind of like saying, hey, here's our uh, Game Pass. No, like they, they need to do something above and beyond and they need to actually think about what their next step is going to be. And this this isn't the only answer that they can give. I low-key kind of hope like next week they say PS3 games are now available for PS5. 
again, it'd be a pleasant surprise. This would be a very pleasant surprise for you because guess what would happen? Warhawk, the original Warhawk would be available. I would PS. lose my fucking shit, dude. <laughs> like I would literally play that game over like it, it wouldn't would be the same though because when i played it back then like i had like an actual clan and i had it'd like, be the same it'd be I, the yeah, same no because that game is you love that game with with a group of people and i had Birdman with me like you guys don't know who they are but i had a bunch of people kojima uh, not kojima uh oh, kojima, you're playing with kojima I wow kojima. you're playing kojima yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man That's but it was, I, I, had so a, I had a good group going and we had a clan and it was just fun times man fun times cloud sword i remember cloud sword playing with me so it was it was definitely uh one of those times that i would never forget but i i don't think if i play the game again sure it'd be fun but it, it wouldn't hit the same it wouldn't hit the same I think it would. I think you'd pick it up immediately. And if you saw, you never played with me, motherfucker. Like I asked you numerous times. I don't think I had a PS3 at the time when you were playing it. I don't know. I I I definitely did did play it with you at one point, but I don't remember if it was for long. Yeah, it wasn't long, but it was a fantastic game. I oh man, that game was great. And Star Starhawk was terrible, but uh, Warhawk was definitely definitely. um, They should have definitely continued with that. PlayStation All Stars would be would make a comeback. These are. People forget a lot of PS3 games. Like there were a ton of PS3 games that are only available on the PS3. Same thing with the PSP. There's only a few games that you can only play on the PSP, which I really wish they would bring them over to PlayStation. Why not? Why right. not? How come I have to go in my closet, grab my PS3, hook it up just to play that game when we live in 2022 and we can emulate literally anything? So I, I get it. The PS3's architecture was kind of weird. It was kind of wacky compared to what we have now. Even yeah. compared to Xbox, right? It was it was yeah. it wasn't it was very completely different was. architecture and it was uh from what I understand it was a, a nightmare to work with. So yeah. Well, we shall see in the coming weeks to see what Sony will do uh in lieu of you know when Microsoft's acquisition acquisition. So. I'm excited. I can't wait. I, I feel like they have something brewing. They, they've been quiet. They haven't said anything. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we have we have Elden Ring coming. I know Elden Ring is available for other platforms, but you know we have that, and we also have uh, Horizon. So yeah. I think they're kind of waiting after Horizon because that's going to make a big splash because people are like, "Oh my god, Horizon, we got to play it." Because that game looks gorgeous, right? Oh my god, I can't wait. Looks can't fantastic. Wait. So I think after Horizon is really when they're going to start putting the pedal to the floor and, and at least announce something that they're going to do something. I would imagine I mean, they would have to, right? I, I don't know how soon it would be. Maybe that's a little too soon right after Horizon, but mm-hmm. um, I can definitely see that sometime this year they have to say something and they have to make a, a big splash for sure. Yeah, but maybe Warhawk will come soon, Kelf, and we'll be able to play together again. Warhawk, man. Oh, my God. All right. Next piece of news, Kelf. The Steam Deck is finally getting a launch date. The Steam Deck is finally set to release on February 25th, according to Valve, with the first shipment going out on the 28th. On launch day, those who have already reserved the Steam Deck will receive an invitation to purchase the device in full. There's a note. The first invitees will have 72 hours to order their Steam Decks once they receive the email. Failure to purchase within the 72-hour window will result in your invitation being passed on to the next person on the waitlist. Those who do not get a chance to reserve their device can do so now. 
However, they will be at the back of the line as Valve plans to start releasing new batches every week and all other emails will be sent out in the order they were received. Now, one, are you pumped? This, man, I'm excited. This year, this year, starting off this year, nuts. It's bonkers. Elden Ring, like you said. We have uh, Horizon well, coming. Well, Arceus. Arceus starting yeah. in, starting that shit off, right? And then. Sorry, just, Arceus. Why, why, I keep saying, I keep saying it wrong. Arceus. No way. It's Arceus. No, it's Arceus. Swear to God. Don't like that. It's Arceus. It's Arceus. I, I will bet you money. That's fine. I just don't like the name. Yeah, Arceus? Yeah. Come on. Arceus. Yeah. Regardless, it's. It's it's already starting off this year with a banger, and why not throw another console in the mix and just say, hey, we're releasing like this like over the top like you know, uh, this console that is gonna be like a, a a big player in the game. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. Like I think this is gonna be a great year for the Steam Deck. I think it's gonna really come off with good reviews. I think people now should be should start. Um, getting their impressions and their hands on with it so we should be getting some information relatively soon the game i mean the, the console's coming out next month so I, I can imagine people are getting their hands on it now so i'm excited i i know we we purchased ours but it's going to be a little bit later down the road for it to to come to us so i can't wait to get mine now the question is rob will you keep your pre-order or are you gonna flake out so like, I'm how do you feel right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my pre-order because I'm gonna have some mean, mean FOMO. Mm. Some mean FOMO. And here's the thing, right? I get Close it. I get it. Say I'm like I have it for a couple of weeks, month or two, and I'm like, me, this is wasn't was I what I expected or I I thought would use this more, right? I could just sell it to somebody else. Who would happily take it off my hands? But sure. I think this is a fantastic piece of hardware, and I don't think it's equivalent to the Switch. I think it's it's completely different from the Switch. It's going to take a different space. You know, um, I can play my PC games now in bed. I don't have to be at my PC, or I could be on the couch playing PC games, which is which is nice. I we always said this thing with Persona games, right? I have Persona Four Golden on my pc but i don't necessarily want to sit in front of my pc for hours at a time to progress in that game but i would do it if i had the steam deck so i think this thing is going to be a game changer i love the way that they're rolling out the how people are able to purchase it it's not just like a cluster right like sony and xbox has been this was very well thought out it's like hey if you want it, sign up, and then we'll just make them as as we go along. Supply and, and demand. Get, you, yeah. you will you will get your copy. It'll t- it might take a while, but you will get your opportunity to purchase one, which is right. the right way to do it. Honestly, yeah, uh, I think this whole process that Valve has made has been super user friendly and easy to kind of get your hands on it right like you didn't have to go on a website and click refresh numerous times for your 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 chance to get a copy a copy of the of the console right like you can easily just purchase it get like put like your five dollars down and then you're on the wait list you're on the queue list right but you'll get one at some point just like we did right we're not going to get it 
day one, but we'll be like Q2 or something, and then we'll get it eventually at some point during the year. And I think that's a super smart way to do it, and I think it, it just really alleviates that issue that we've been having since, um, you know, like the GPUs have been released and since PS5 and Xbox have been released. Like, those things have been uh, hard, you know, it's been difficult for, for gamers and, and just for users to try to get their hands on these things. So this is a super smart way to do it, and I hope they continue doing this for real. But um, I'm so- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. As far as for like the the console itself, like the the handheld device, I keep saying right, like, um, Steam Deck. It's gonna be like here's the thing. It's gonna be like a multifunctional device. So like you said, you're gonna be able to use it on the couch and and, and listening to music if you want, or, or play um, any any Steam games that you have on your on your um, on your account. And it's gonna be so like I, I don't see you actually selling it because you'll find some use for it. You know, like playing Persona on your on your handheld, uh, on your um, Steam Deck, and just kind of chilling on on your couch. Like that is the dream, right there, right? Um, but I do have concerns, like you said. I know you've mentioned them in the past, but like, how long? How long? Like, what's the long longevity of this? Right? You don't know how long we're gonna have this for. It could be two to three years, and it's gonna be outdated, or is it gonna be something that people still are able to play games? in that current year right and that's that's my concern i think because this thing is aimed more as a console than like a mobile pc i think we'll get a lot more longevity at it i mean they took the time to make the the materials and the hardware for it with the you know the joysticks and and the touch pads and stuff so they definitely took their time creating this thing and i don't see them i mean they're going to make more iterations of it and Based on how many people are pre-ordering it, I think that this is going to be – we'll have it for a while in my opinion. Depending on what model you got too because I know there was like three sure. different models. Yeah. I know I think you got the – we got the premium, right? I think you yeah. talked me into the gearing premium. I did. I, I think I, I, did. Got the, I got the basic or the middle grade one and you were like, no, you got to go to the premium. And I You'll thank like, me later. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, I, I think this, this thing is going to be – a game changer in some way. I want to kind of talk about it competing against the Switch. It's not mm. competing with the Switch, in my opinion, no. because you're not competing with Nintendo no matter what. No. I'm sorry. You just Nintendo is their their games. It's just and, occupying the same space as Nintendo at the moment, that's all. Right. It's like, do I feel like playing a Nintendo game or do I feel like playing a different game? That's Anything that's else. exactly how it is. It's it's not necessarily me battling no. It, like, uh, which handheld am I going to try? No. Well, Legend Arceus is out on Switch. Obviously, like, say I got the Steam, the Steam that came out tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Say it came out tomorrow, and Legend Arceus came out, Arceus came out tomorrow. I would one hundred percent be playing Legend Arceus because that's the that's a Nintendo game. You know, you, you get what I'm trying to say here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Those two yeah. those two consoles can coexist within each other, and and it's perfectly fine. You know, just like any other person who buys a PS5 and an Xbox um, One Series X, they can still coexist in your room and still you're able to play those consoles and have a good time, you know? Yeah. Plus, it's crazy to compare the two because their price points are completely different. You know, oh, yeah. the Switch yeah. is 350 bucks, and the Steam Deck is, I think, over $500. I think yeah, $400 like for the than one. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So. I just hope that the um, I hope it's able to run a lot of these games that are coming out soon, and I, and I hope that Valve understands, like or knows, like that the industry is constantly changing, right? And it's constantly changing, and that it's something that you know they they need to, or hopefully they've looked ahead, 
knowing that this can be outdated in two to three years. So what do we do to fix that if if there is a way to upgrade it or if there is something that they can do to kind of fix the specs or something when you're actually playing on your Steam Deck, you know? So I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried, but that's also something that I've been thinking about, you know, closer to release. Yeah. So we'll have to see as our uh, pre-order or emails come in that let us know when we can order it. But it's exciting that we actually have a date. Again, and then once we'll actually get reviews and people have their hands on with it and get more, build more anticipation and, and be more psyched for it. So uh, definitely exciting stuff. I'm a little nervous, though, with the whole invitation thing. Like if you don't claim your invitation in the next 20, 72 hours, like you're just going to get passed on to the next person. Just look at your email. <laughs> I know, but like, yeah, right. you know, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes you miss it. You, like there's You forget t- your emails for three days. Come on. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. All right. Oh, by the way, the 3050 uh, GPU came out, the NVIDIA 3050. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Sold it, out? It, it, it sold out. Yeah, it's yeah. sold out right now. But I, I feel like this launch wasn't as bad as, as other launches. I feel like this one was you can actually had a chance of getting it if you were quick enough. It right. wasn't like Sony or the other, other cards. Um so just to let you guys know, 3050 is out. Try and get it. I recommend uh, going on Twitter and following um, some type of bot that lets, like a notification bot that lets you know when something's going in stock. Um, that's your best way of, of getting these things. So, What is it, 200? It's 250. 250, okay. 250 for the starting model. So, All right. Last piece of news we have for today, and it's pretty exciting. Respawn is is making three new Star Wars games for EA. This is from Polygon. EA announced Tuesday that Respawn Entertainment, the developers of Titanfall and Apex Legends, will be making three new Star Wars games. One of them will be the sequel to the 2019 Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, The other two are a first-person shooter and a strategy game based on the Star Wars universe. The Fallen Order sequel is being done by game director Stig Amusen, who oversaw the previous Fallen Order as well as Sony's God of War 3. Mm. The FPS project is being Peter Hirschman, who worked on the original Battlefront game and Star Wars Unleashed. The strategy project is being co-developed by a recent form studio by former developers of XCOM. It is being reported that DICE, people that make Battlefield, is not developing Star Wars Battlefront 3. So this is pretty juicy stuff. Yeah. Overall, Kelvin, fantastic news in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's really good news. I mean, again, coming from someone that doesn't really know much about the Star Wars lore, I think I've always respected EA in a sense, um, especially with like Dice with Battlefront. Like I, I know it had it had its issues, but the way they've captured the lore of Star Wars is amazing it's to the t the the audio design everything the graphics it looks amazing right um as far as i think i'm more excited for um just the fact that there's a fallen order game i think the sequel to that i think that's gonna be cool i've never played it. i don't know have you played it i haven't played i I had to download it at one point but i didn't actually actually play that's like the third person one where you play as yeah uh, the jedi yeah yeah i think although i've never played it i can see myself enjoying it even though i'm not a huge star wars fan because it just looks like it has fun gameplay mechanics and it looks like it's just a really good game you know what i mean yeah so i i'm excited to see more of that and what's interesting to me 
is that DICE will no longer be making Battlefront 3. Now, that's interesting to me because, again, they've had their issues, right? DICE is, it used to be, DICE was known for their Battlefront game. Shooting. Yeah, for, for, for their Battlefield big. games. But they're, they were also known for, like, their, their audio design, right? And how well the audio was when you're putting on those headphones and playing, like, Bad Company, for example. Now I don't feel like they're they're they they don't mean much right now, and it's it's sad because again Battlefield just came out and it, it didn't do well. It just seems like not many people are playing it, and now having the issues with Battlefront Two that they've had, they're not making Battlefront Three. I don't know what they're going to be doing next. I think they're just going to be sticking with Battlefield, and I feel like that could be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it depends on what route they take, and I think this is probably a good lesson for them as far as like, all right, what do we need to do to kind of really make our game stand out because we've kind of dragged their feet a little bit in the past and i think they they know that i just i i for me in my opinion i i dice is a great company like a great development team and i think that they could make great games they just have a rough start right now like a rough patch at the, at the moment so i'm excited to see what they can do if they're not making battlefront 3 maybe the next battlefield game will hopefully be a little bit better because they've learned from their mistakes in their past you know yeah, I think honestly, Respawn is the better company when it comes to first-person shooters. Just because if you ever play Titanfall and obviously Apex, everything feels so snappy with yeah. their controls. Um, they know how to make a first-person shooter. They've proven themselves. Whereas Dice, they're kind of like you said in that rough patch. They're, you know, when you go into a Battlefront, you know, going to Battlefront Two. Yeah, it's on a grand scale and, and it feels very much Star Wars, but mechanics wise it doesn't hold a candle to something like apex legends of titanfall and i think that's what people really want is they, they want that snappy feeling and it, they just don't want like battlefield with a skin on it mm. which is kind of like what battlefront 2 feels like to me sure it's yeah. battlefield with a, a star wars skin on it and that it, it needs to change and this is the, this is the best possible change in my opinion <laughs> I, I, I uh-huh. sorry. Uh, I I think Battlefront would have done well if it hadn't been for the whole microtransaction issue that they've been dealing with. Mm. That's gone yeah. now. I I know they've changed their their system and all that, but from what I understand, from what people play now, they they say that game is great. It's just what really hurt them was the whole microtransaction thing in the beginning, and a lot of, it, it steered a lot of people away from that game. But from and, and it's not talked about enough anymore because you know it's done and over with. But from what I hear, that game is really good. It's just now, you know, like there's more games to play at this point. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the next first person shooter from them because I would love to play a first person shooter developed by by Respawn. That just sounds like a match made in heaven uh, with with Star Wars in it. Yeah, Star are you Wars excited Fallen for Order? Fallen? Yeah, are you excited for that. Yeah, I am actually. I need to play the first. I need to play the original, the Fallen Order number one. Yeah, it's on Game Pass for free. I think I'm pretty sure, or e. I think it's on EA for free too. I Is it e- for free? I gotta check it out because it, it reminds me of like a Naughty Dog game, like just with Star Wars. Like it just has that like that polish, you know, and that AAA, you know, thing going on for it. So I feel like I would really enjoy, it, even though I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, it seems to me like Fallen Order is a better version of the Star Wars Unleashed games when mm. those came out. So I definitely 100% need to try that. And it's it's being directed by um, the guy who oversaw God of War. 
Yeah, which is interesting because God of War is my favorite. <laughs> so yeah, God of War three specifically, so you know it's going to be epic. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll see. And then you can't go wrong with the strategy with the, the former developers of XCOM because they know strategy games. Yeah, so I think they handpicked these developers perfectly, right? I think they they've yep. done a phenomenal. And I think, and that's the thing with EA. I think if you if you talked about EA a few years a few years ago, like they were downhill. They were doing a lot of fuck ups, and they were just not a good company to to talk about, right? Now I feel like I mean they're still pretty shitty in a sense, but they're also working on their titles and they're listening to some of the critiques that people have had and are like, okay, we have some gems here. How do we make them better, and how do we, how do we not, how do we steer away from like the microtransactions? Because they were really money hungry when it comes to that, right? They were really kind of pushing on that microtransaction thing, um, and the loot box stuff, right? But right. now I feel like that loot box thing is kind of gone, sort of, right? Like you hear about it, but not as much to the point of like how it was back with Battlefront Two, and I think. EA has learned from that, and I and I see them making games like Dead Space Two remake. Like they're bringing back old games that people love, and kind of giving the players what they want. And I think that's great. Yeah, they're doing they're doing things right at EA right now, and they are taking people's considerations to heart. Like you know what, we want to make these games. We're, we know Star Wars is very dear to people that franchise, so let's pick the best people possible to make the best possible games for you guys. And it's, it's a, it's a knockout in the park. I mean, again, it's, it sucks that dice is not making them because that dice has done it for a while. And you said dice was a great, is a great company, but they, they're in a rough patch right now. And yeah. if battlefront three was made by dice, I, I can't confidently say that it would be great. <laughs> you for know? Sure. So do you find it interesting that Disney is even st- it's is still working with EA because of again Battlefront Two really really damaged that game's um, just you know like the representation of that game is just kind of shattered now I feel like because of the whole issue that they've had in the past I'm surprised Disney continued working with EA because I know they've branched out to other developers um, and I know uh, I think uh, what's it called. Uh, Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game as well, and they they branched out to different companies. Is what I'm basically trying to say. So it's it's interesting that Disney is still working with EA and still trying to make things work. I mean, I guess the be- their best um, developer right now is uh, working on the new Star Wars game. So I think that's that's great, right? Respawn is kind of probably like their top tier developer right now. So I guess yeah. that's a good thing. So I mean, it's, it's just interesting that they st- stuck with EA. You know. Yeah, this makes me want to play Apex Legends right now. I'm not gonna lie, I downloaded it. We still <laughs> haven't played. I mean, I haven't played it with you, but I'm. I still it's have fun. it, man. I'm it's, ready. It's fun. It, it was fun. I honestly had a blast when I was playing it. It felt much better than Call of Duty and the other one we were playing. Battle, obviously, Battlefield. It, it gave me again this battle royale, but it made me feel like let's play tonight. Let's play tonight. But we'll play all the time. All right. Well, Kelf, that concludes the news for this week. Let's move on to PTG Talks. All right, dude. So for PTG Talks, the topic for today that I want to ask you is, with Legends Arceus coming out tomorrow, and we know it's the start of a true first or or open world Pokemon game, right? Yeah. In your mind, we know it's not going to be the perfect open world Pokemon game. It's the first. It's the first time they're trying it, right? We know it's not going to be perfect, but in your mind, 
what would make the perfect Pokemon game? Like, how would you conceptualize the perfect Pokemon game? Um, I think, again, I, I go back to just like the handheld versions. I, I think about just even the oldies, like Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Red, Green. Like, those games bring back nostalgia. And I think having that concept but just in a grander scale having it open world like we're having now with Arceus and Arceus being whatever bringing it more like story driven right like I know Pokemon games have a story and they have that story driven thing but they're also very repetitive in that sense where you're going you know you're this random guy going into uh, other towns to get these eight badges and stuff like that we get we get that right but I wish they dived a little bit more into the story part and have like voice acting, for example, um, have cutscenes that are more like action sequences, kind of give you give give your character a face, give your character something a voice that distinguishes. I, like I understand what you're trying to do, like you're supposed to be this character that you're playing, but probably not do don't do that. <laughs> like like give him a, a baseline, give him something that you can kind of go off of, you know. And maybe that something that you can actually, um, I don't know, kind of relate to, you know, like have them have something that you can kind of relate to as the player. I think those things would really add more to the experience of a Pokemon game, making it open world, making it that cutscene, uh, action sequence, like story mode heavy. That's kind of like what I want. Basically, what we've played for years now, but enhance that. And I and I think we're getting close to that with Arceus, but. I don't think we're right there because they don't have voice acting. They don't have anything that really speaks to like who you are as a player. You're just a random like character, you know? Yeah. I, I think the story thing is, is definitely, I mean, they have, there's, there is a story in Pokemon, but the story tends to be the same. You're the kid, right? You get your eight badges. There's a bad team and they yep. want to take over the Pokemon or whatever. And there's a legendary Pokemon that's trying to, they're trying to capture that legendary Pokemon and try to right. make it for evil use. And then you capture that legendary Pokemon possibly. And then you go into Elite Four, you beat it, you become champion. And there's a post game where it's like, now this is where you like kind of focus on collecting all the Pokemon and going to the things you missed. Think about, think about if, if the game just took a little leap of faith where they, this bad guy in the game, right? This team steals one of your Pokemon. Like they just take one of your Pokemon, right? And you have to try to get them back. And they're like, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that enhance like your play through more? You would, You're like, you would, oh, you would shit. Feel more invested. You'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to go get them. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, and, 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 and they're yeah. like, you know, I don't want to make it that dark, but they're 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 hurting your Pokemon and, and they're making him uncomfortable or her uncomfortable. And, and you're just like, you know, th- these are really bad people. They're not like the 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 fake bad that you have in like uh, like sword and shield like you know what i mean like i'm talking about like real like yeah kind of like in the bat in, in the in the beginning um in the in the first pokemon games right like they, they see like team rocket felt more like evil than these compared. characters now we have compared to like sword and shield right you got to be careful too because it is a kid's game right pokemon at its core is is it's a kid's game so you you have to kind of stay a little far away from getting too tough you know what I mean? Too like, I don't want to. I want to say gritty. Yeah, you, you kind of want to stay a little hard. But think about the the new Pokemon anime that came out, the Generations one. Right. How cool like was that? Right. Where like the Pokemon battling, there's actually like story and there's voice actors. Do that. I, I yeah. think the voice acting thing is much needed for, for 
Pokemon. Like, give the, the trainers life. Yes. There's not, it feels like they're not, they're just kind of like NPCs. Right. They are, but they just, they're not pivotal. Like, the champion doesn't feel like the champion that much because you don't, you don't see their emotions. You can't, like, read who they are. Where it's like, at least in the show, okay, then you can kind of get a feel for what they are. And that's the only reason why I know, like, how they are, how, how what they're, you know, how, how they feel. Right. You know? And I'm okay with having the the whole eight gym leaders. Like, you still have to, there's a goal set where you have to get these badges and then go fight the Elite Four or whatever. I, like, that, I don't, like, I don't, I'm okay with that storyline, but just enhance it with a bunch of other stuff to, that surround that goal you know again that that whole sequence with like the uh some type of team stealing your pokemon and you have to capture it like you have to try to get them back like those things that can help enhance the the gameplay for you because you're you're now you're 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 getting an emotional attachment with your pokemon and you're feeling like shit like i like they did this to my pokemon like i need to capture i need i need to get them back or something like that like i feel like that would really help steer the game in a in a better direction as, as especially the story yeah for sure i'm gonna give you my my thing okay and I, the story i think your thing was mostly story like change up yeah the, give it give it some more story give it some some voice actors i think the gameplay needs to change a little mm-hmm. bit. yeah that's true and legends arceus is changing this in a sense you get to control your your your, your character like your, your trainer while the pokemon's battling right. and then it goes to the traditional type battling it seems like and there's i know they put like new agile and and strong and strong style but it's not not that much different but i would like it going more towards an action rpg route where you actually get to control your pokemon in mm. battle and you still get to use your attacks but it's almost like Final Fantasy VII. Do you know how you can like go in and just use like a basic attack? But then if you hit like your R one, that's how you get your abilities once your thing charges up. Yeah, yeah. Similar to that, to where okay, well, what if I just want to like scratch him with my one of my like I just want to hit him with my basic attack, right? Mm-hmm. It obviously, it won't do a ton of damage. But then at one point when my meter fills or my you know whatever, I can use Fire Blast. I can use Fire Spin or or whatever. I think that would be super cool to be able to control these characters and it doesn't have to be super advanced like obviously if i'm controlling a caterpie it's not going to be like controlling like a a dragonite or something but right just give me limited options to actually be able to control these characters i I think that'd be really cool to have be perspective and battling as a pokemon when you're in a fight versus just being the perspective of the trainer and then when when the when the battle's over you're back to the trainer I think what you're describing is a fusion between what my concept is and then yours being like Pokemon tournament, the game. In, right? in a sense, yeah. Because you can Pokemon tournament, but not more fighter, more RPG. Right, right, exactly. More, but the, more the, like the concept of RPG. like you, you're controlling your Pokemon and you have these set moves. I think there's like four or five set moves that you can use for these Pokemon. That's kind of like what you're thinking about, which sounds fun. Is like like that sounds fun as hell. That sounds like really cool. And then when you're done with the fight, you switch back to your trainer, and then you continue on with your mission, right? Like that sounds right. cool. Like you're controlling both characters essentially, right? Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and even if they wanted to limit the amount of Pokemon you can carry, you know, you don't have to go through all six. You could use just do three. I'd be cool with that. But 
I want the Pokemon company to continue or Nintendo to continue to start pushing boundaries of Pokemon. Don't just do, don't come out with legend Arceus and stay safe with now this, this is now the normal. We're just going to do it like this forever, you know, for 10 years, like keep trying to change it up for the better and make it more entertaining because obviously you did something here and people are loving it. So that tells you that you're doing something right when you change it up. Now, question for you. Do you think because this game is is being received so well, is it because of the, I wouldn't say the backlash, but we know that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes were, were kind of, they were okay, right? Um, do you think people are just craving for a Pokemon game and this being something different and fresh that it's just really not being overhyped, but it's something that everyone's like really gravitating towards just because of the um the way Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were 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 kind of given or, or or taken as? No, because I think if the Pokemon company was to come out with a new game that's the same as a new basically like the sequel to Sword and Shield, right? A new Pokemon game that has a badge as all new Pokemon, people would be like, you, you guys are doing the same thing again. So I don't I, I don't think it's that. I think it's people are actually excited because it is different. Yeah. Because you don't it's completely different. You don't go and get your badges. You your, your main quest is to capture is a completed Pokedex and capture all 150 Pokemon or however many Pokemon there in the game. Right. Yeah, and I think I, I I like your concept more than mine, to be honest. I think if they were both fused together, I think it'd be a perfect Pokemon game, to be honest. Um, I I think leaning a little bit more on your on your concept about how Pokemon should be, even when you level up and adding the agility, you know how like your Pokemon level up and they they gain like plus one for your agility and and all that stuff, HP to plus two. The stats, yep. The stats would be more prominent in this one because you can see your Cinequil, for example, it's faster when you're playing, when you're actually using him, right? Because he, had, mm, he did grow up. Yeah. Like, I think that would be really cool. And then, I don't know, the, the, the hand-holding when it comes to like the whole, uh, what is it, the, the not rare candy, but whatever it is, that the leftovers or something that you always constantly get experience points for all your oh, Pokemon. Oh, experience share. Exactly. That should be completely gone that should be gone completely right and i think the more leaning on the stats portion of it with your concept i think would really make this game more feel more like rpg-ish right kind of more like final fantasy 7 like you're talking about and and seeing the your pokemon really change as you use them again even having the concept of like how um, pokemon legends has where you can evolve your pokemon at any time it doesn't have to be right there then and there like i think that'd be really cool and just involving him imagine involving him in in, in a middle of a battle right like you're you're losing and then you just you're able to like he just involves yeah, him oh that would like, be sick like that'd he be like cool. takes damage he's like he's like about to like get like, and he's like he gets mad he's like like some some cutscene happens and it's like he's right. evolving and then he gets like some health back and then now you're like get second fight in there which that's Again, the kind of stuff that they need to do similar to the anime similar to 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 mm. what we've seen in the past with the with the anime shows i think that would be really cool just giving it a little bit more life as far as the story gameplay and stat wise i think would really change this game into a little bit more of the big boys right i mean i i know it is gravitated more for for children but there are plenty of rpg games that are children friendly but they also still have that mature 
feel to it. It's like a Disney or Pixar movie. Like they're meant for both. You, uh, uh, an adult, can definitely watch Disney movies, and a child can watch Disney movies, and they can both get the, a great experience because Disney has these like little moments where adults understand it, and little moments where like right. just kids understand it. And I feel like they can do that balance with Pokemon as well. I agree, hundred percent. Have you seen Encanto? Yes, I did. Yeah. Although I don't know, man. I, everyone's like, I love this show. Like, I love this movie. This is great. It, it was good, but it wasn't all. It was. It was okay. It was. It was good. It, was, it, was it wasn't. The, it wasn't like. Everyone's Black, making Black a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's good, but it's it's all right. Chill out. But yeah. So before we head out, what was your favorite Pokemon game like? Out of all of them so far, what has been your favorite, or which one do you hold closest to your to your heart? I think I already mentioned it. I, it's Pokemon Yellow for me. I think because Pokemon Yellow was the one that really got it. Tricked. Just sticks with me, yeah. Because I, I the you know revolution. It's because Pikachu stay like you had a connection with Pikachu. Exactly. Because he was on he was on your back and he like had emotion when you would like click on him, he was smiling or sad. Exactly. So that makes sense. You got it right there. Yeah, that's it. Because you they they did this revolutionary thing where you actually now have your Pokemon just like in the in the show, right? Where you have Pikachu outside of his Pokeball. And now you're getting that emotional attachment with this Pokemon and it just felt a little different than the other ones. Although it was basically the same thing except that part, you know. But I, that's that's my favorite one. What about you? I'm gonna have to go with the silver and gold series. Those were great. Those were great. I, I will say. Yeah. And the reason why I think those are so great is because it it took from what was red and blue. Because don't get me wrong, red and blue are great, but they were the first of the series, and obviously not perfect because it was the first of something, and it's not gonna be perfect by any means. It's obviously nostalgic for us. Right? right, because it's the first Pokemon game we ever played. But to say that's the best Pokemon game is, I think, kind of crazy. Right. But it took that and expanded on it so much more. Like you go through the normal, you go through the gyms, right? Obviously, but then post they open up the world even more. Yeah. They're like, oh, you thought you were done? No, actually, you have eight more gym leaders to fight and they're all the ones from previous and you get to go back and things that. have changed and, and things you know have like, changed. like that was great yeah that was perfect and the best part was at the end when you beat the elite when you beat, got all eight gym le- uh badges from from kanto you got to face the person from the last game you get to fight red the trainer right. and he had like pikachu charge or venusaur and they're all like high level and you're on top of the mountain you're fighting them and that's the kind of stuff that they need to bring back. Like that, those epic moments where you're just like, oh my God, this is sick. Like, cause you didn't, that wasn't like, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. It surprised you, which Pokemon, like that's the thing that Pokemon's not doing anymore. They're not surprising. They're not knocking you off your feet. Right. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the best iterations of Pokemon. Um, second to what I thought of yellow, because like you said, right. dude, you, you're going back to the nostalgic purpose, like the nostalgic part of Pokemon where you've played like blue and you played red. And now you're going back and playing these eight, ba- like getting these eight badges again. But everything's changed. Like there's things that are different. There's things like buildings that weren't there before. You're going back and getting these Pokemon that you used to get before. Like those were really cool moments. And like you said, going up 
top of the mountain and, and fighting red like that was that was dope that was really cool um yeah so that that was that was a, a and, and that never happened again right with any other pokemon iteration can I go back yeah you just Damn. you just stayed which again and that could be nothing like start combining the different regions together Make it a huge world map where I, if I want to go to Kanto, I'll go to Kanto. It's I weird go that they Hydra put in so much post content in that game, but they stopped doing that. I mean, I know there's post con- post gameplay for all the other ones, but this one seemed to have the most post gameplay in any other Pokemon game, right? Gold and Silver. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's weird that they never they 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 kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. So. Yep, that that was my favorite one, and maybe this might be a favorite one. We'll see. I I've heard I've also heard that this has great post content. Okay. Um. So take that as you will. But from what I understand, it does have, and and it's not repetitive. Um. It's not what you're doing like while you were playing the actual game. This is something that's a little bit different once you get past the the ending. So we should look forward to that. Well, Kelf, do you have anything else to add? I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> I really can't yeah. wait to play and really it's so weird. Again, we we talked about this where we were just kind of we were talking with Kevin too in the last special episode and we're just like, we'll see, we'll see how this game is and now everyone's had their hands on it and now everyone's excited for it, so it's just making me really excited for this. Speaking of Kevin, guys, next week we are going to have a special episode featuring Kevin Fairbrother who is a YouTuber who has a channel called Bingeworthy Gaming. He was on one of our previous episodes when we were talking about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl when that was released. Well, now Legend Arceus is here tomorrow. It's going to give us a week to decompress and play through it, and we're going to talk all about Legend Arceus on that next episode. And I'm excited. Uh, We'll obviously update our social media, let you guys know to remind you that it's going to be a special episode. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in. Please, if you can, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our rating systems, if you could give us a five-star rating, that'd be great. It really helps us out, pushes us through the algorithm. And if, even if you want to give us a bad star, you know, let us know what you would like to change, which is anything different, you know. Um, as always, Kel, thank you again for having this conversation with me. Absolutely. Uh, do you anything else to add before we, uh, we say goodbye? Um, I'm just really excited for the next week's episode because I'm excited to see what Kevin has to say about this game. So he might have changed his opinion after the gameplay. So we'll see. All right, then, guys. We will see you next week for that special episode. And, Kelv, I'll see you uh, soon. All right. See ya.